0: Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to Transmission's Alt Mode, where we talk about all the news, comics, and media related to the... More than the On this episode, we review IDW Publishing's Last Bot Standing Number One. A classic G1 episode's storyboards are preserved for posterity. And another awesome Transformers Comics artist is announced for next month's TFCon Toronto. Today is Friday, June 17th, 2022. And this is episode 290 of Transmissions Alt Mode.
1: Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the last pod standing. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team Scott, the illustrious Dr. Pants.
2: Wait, is this the last episode? I was not told, and I am not prepared for this.
1: Hi, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast.
0: Do the other podcasts know?
1: Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show off by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Uh, This week we have a new Donatrion, so thank you and welcome to Cracktastic Plastic. And uh, thanks for signing up and supporting the show. Hope you're enjoying it and listening. Uh, this week we have or I should say this uh, beginning of this week we had the bonus uncut episode of Empire of Rust, our Transformers Live play RPG podcast. This is episode 78 prime time. And this Monday coming up, June 20th, we will that will be available on the free feed for all of our Empire of Rust listeners. The final edit cut will be up on transmissionspodcast.com/rust. So you should check that out on Monday, June 20th. This is episode 78, prime time. Alright, uh, so this week we don't have any comics news, so let's jump right into our comic review. This week we are reviewing Last Bot Standing number one. Written by Nick Roche. Art by E.J. Sue and Nick Roche. Colors by Rebecca Nalty, Letters and Design by Joanna Natalie. And Assistant Editor Riley Farmer. And Editor David Marriott. And we have six covers this week. Uh, Cover A is a a lone bot walking in the desert and sees a falling star in the sky. That's by Nick Roche with Colors by Josh Burcham. Cover B is Rodimus uh, walking towards the the reader or viewer, and he leaves the ghosts of the past in the rocks behind. That's by Alex Milne. Cover C is uh, the last bot is stabbed in the back by all the weapons of the past, and that's by Gavin Spence. Cover D is Shib, and spoiler alert, the last bot standing is Rodimus, and that's by Phil Knott. The online exclusive cover is of many famous bots of the past, and that's by Rui Onishi. Uh, that's the online cover we ordered from, uh, directly from IDW. And then the retail incentive cover is uh, the people of Fembrance and Rodimus, and that is by E.J. Sue. So, Daryl, which of these six covers is your top pick? Uh, I think this is actually going to be a dilemma for you, because I, I think there are two of these covers here that you really like.
0: It is a bit of a dilemma. Yeah. um, So I am really, really fond of that, uh, that can like the online exclusive by uh, Marble V. So Marble underscore V is the online name, the Twitter name of this, uh, this user. What's their real name? Sorry.
1: Uh, Rui Onishi. Right. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. (laughs)
0: It's okay. It's better than I would have done. See, see the toy show. And the train bot <laughs> for my pronunciation of that train bot's name. So I really, really like this cover. But then again, there's an Alex Milne cover here too. You'll know that I, uh, through Charles, was able to secure one of these online, uh, you know, online exclusive covers. And for my personal purchase, I got the Alex Milne cover. So I do own both of these now. Uh, through Charles, through got the one, the Alex Milne one does reference the story whereas the online exclusive one does not and i think that's going to be the kicker for me here because i really like both of these covers they're both drawn um i think the rio nishi one is actually painted uh they've posted stuff on their twitter do you know about twitter i have a twitter uh, check out my Twitter. Uh, so they've posted stuff on their Twitter about the with the behind the scenes and how they made this cover, and it's all it's on canvas. I I love it. It's it's so cool how they've made this cover. I just I love this art. It looks so visceral. I love it. It's just it's awesome. But the 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 real the real hinge pin on it for me here is that Alex's cover is is story related, and that's what's going to turn the tide for me here so i'm picking cover b alex Millen's cover it's stellar as always alex is, alex is a rock star and i love this cover
1: nice all right uh dr pants which cover are you gonna pick
2: i'm just gonna say it all these covers are really great i don't know if there's a bad one in the bunch but i'm i saw this cover going around on twitter and i was like what is going on in this book Cover D, because it's, it's, you know, it's got Shib right there, and I didn't know, like, I didn't know what was going on in this book, and I'm like, why is there a character like this in this? What is this anime, like, 80s anime-looking wagon in the back, and why does Rodimus look like this? But I love the style. It might be my, my inner weeb, just loving anime too much. I I think that cover looks really, really good. It's something different, and I like it a lot.
1: All right, for me, I think I'm gonna have to go with Daryl's pick, uh, the Alex Milne cover. I, for all the reasons that Daryl cited, I, I agree. You know, having the cover uh, reference the story and the way—I mean, just the way that Alex works all those characters into the environment behind Rodimus. I just think that's that's a really cool image there. I mean, all those uh, the char- the all the characters just look amazing. And, and the rock faces there and it, it's such a, it's such a neat um, visual, you know, just a, just a neat visual uh, art piece there. So got to give it up to Alex Milner. Okay. Now let's talk about the story. So in the far future on the distant planet, Donacht, a shooting star approaches. It crashes to the surface of the planet in the middle of a desert. But this is not a meteorite. It's some kind of vessel. And as the smoke and dust clears, the top opens and a figure climbs out. It stumbles off into the desert and the sun rises. As morning comes, the nearby town of Fembrance wakes to a ruckus. Two young punks are racing through the town in some newfangled steam carts. They're much faster than good old horn horses, But they make a lot of noise and stir up a lot of dust and dirt. Shib Walkis is not impressed by these contraptions and will stick to her reliable cart pulled by her trusty horn horses to keep her delivery business afloat. But change is always inevitable. As her brothers Trayvon and Beats unload their latest delivery for the local doctor, she asks him about her new competition. Shib is a little upset that her best customer is giving jobs to the competition. But the doc points out that she was out of town on another delivery. The steam ramblers are fast and cheap as long as they can keep getting fuel from the mines in the nearby mountains. The doc suggests that maybe she should recognize that the future is changing and consider partnering with the mining concerns powering the steam ramblers. But Shib doesn't like change and wants to keep doing things the way her parents did. After all, the steam rambler's fuel from the mine seems to be a bit unstable and dangerous as a faint explosion is heard in the distance. Shib accepts her payment for the latest job and drives off with her brothers to head home. It's getting late when they arrive home. Her brothers are exhausted and collapse on their beds after a hard day's work. Shib opens a secret compartment beneath the floorboards of her room to reveal mementos of her parents' savings and a box with two vials of blue liquid. The box has space for three vials, but the third is still worn as a necklace around Shib's neck under her shirt. As she she puts everything away, she hears a knock at the door. The dock, town sheriff, and several townsfolk are there. They need Shib's help. The explosion in the hills at the mine disabled all the carts, and the steam ramblers are not built for the rough roads. They need Shib's wagon cart. To get the injured miners back to town so they can be treated for injuries. Shib agrees to help and gets her cart ready. She and the doc ride up to the hills while everyone else stays back at the town. Meanwhile, the mysterious bot that crash landed in the desert has noticed the settlement and started walking towards it. Sometime later, Shib and the doc return to town with all the injured miners loaded up in the cart. Everyone helps them get them unloaded so they can be tended to by the doc. But then some folks notice a figure in the distance coming toward the town. The figure is several times taller than any of the townsfolk and appears to be made of metal. Everyone is shocked by this mysterious figure and their first thought is to run. Shib tries to keep everything in order and get people evacuated as quickly as possible. But then something unexpected happens. Shib's wagon disconnects from the horn horses on its own and starts to move independently. As it heads straight for the strange giant metal creature it begins to transform shib's wagon cart was also one of these giant metal beings all along and transformers fans would recognize him as rodimus the other bot is surprised to see a fellow cybertronian on this planet so far from home but he is excited to see him and calls him brother but rodimus is not as welcoming as all he says is die Rodimus attacks the strange bot, completely unprovoked. The townspeople watch in shock and confusion. The the doc and sheriff ask if Shib knew that her cart was secretly a metal alien being. Shib doesn't answer and just stares at the fighting bots in stunned silence. Rodimus continues to attack, but the other bot still tries to talk to him. In a panic, the other bot pushes Rodimus back, knocking him down. As Rodimus hits the ground, his brain module triggers a flashback. The memories are fuzzy, but Rodimus thought they were the last of Cybertron, and that coming to this planet would be a final resting place and a new home. Rodimus comes back to the present and continues to fight. The other bot pleads with Rodimus to help him so they can make this planet a new home. But Rodimus tells him this place is not for Cybertronians. The bot begs and tells him they're all the same, but Rodimus angrily disagrees. Finally, Rodimus knocks the bot on the ground, puts his hand into the bot's mouth, and pulls with all his strength. He rips the bot's head in half, killing him instantly. As Rodimus kneels at the body of his opponent, the Fembrandt's town rangers have gathered their weapons to protect themselves. Shib walks up to Rodimus unafraid. Rodimus asks if he knows her, and she answers that he should. But Rodimus doesn't recognize her. He just stands up and turns to walk away. The town rangers aim their guns at him, but he just looks at them contemptuously and says, Really? After what you saw me do? The rangers sheepishly lower their weapons. Rodimus leaves and tells them to stay safe by not following him. But it's not over. Out in the desert, another craft comes to the surface from space. And another Cybertronian, in the form of a robotic rabbit, has arrived on this planet. To be continued. Uh, yeah. This uh, I was uh, really uh, intrigued by this first issue of Last Bot Standing. Uh, Nick Roche, uh, he's got a talent for telling these kind of weird, uh, you know, singular Transformer stories. Of course, he adds that little dash of <laughs> over the top violence here. I mean, the, uh, his his l- a little bit of his last stand of the Wreckers uh, roots are showing here with. With Rodimus really brutally murdering this this other bot, and uh, we don't really know why or, or what what his motivation is, because clearly he's he, you know he doesn't attack any of the I'll call them humans, but they're not really humans; they're alien humanoids, I guess, whatever they are. But for some reason, he sees all other Cybertronians as a threat, and it's an interesting setup to see where things are going. Uh, it was also just cool to see EJ Sue's art uh, coming back after such a long time. Uh, I think uh, his art style was really nice for this book Uh his, his Rodimus design. Well, it's Dick Roche's design, but he, but EJ Sue rendered it in the book here and did a great job. And uh, I mean, we can see we, in the back of the book, it has all the sketches uh, and designs, design work that Nick did for the story too. So it's really cool. I mean, Nick is, is, such a talented guy he's you know doing writing and since he's since he has an artistic mind he can you know do some of the initial character sketches and then hand that to the artist to collaborate so that's a that's a really nice uh, bonus with his with uh, his multi-talented abilities there so i was i really like the setup I, I you know i like the the kind of pseudo you know western frontier town notion also the kind of parallels about technology with the you know with the the humanoids getting these some new inter, you know internal combustion engines replacing uh you know horse-drawn carriages and things so uh i'm sure that'll there'll be some parallels there with the with the transformers too so i'm looking forward to the rest of this series i think it's going to be a good one so, uh, Dr. Pants, what did you think of this first issue?
2: I love it. Oh, my God. This is so cool. It's it's such a different story from anything we've gotten in recent years. And I, I, you're right. It's Nick Roche doing what Nick Roche does, which is weird stuff. And man, oh, man, I just love it when he does this kind of stuff. The art is beautiful. And I love all the designs. I love all the little stuff they did with Rodimus, where it's still Rodimus, but, like, all these little design ticks that are just a little different to make him the wagon and stuff. And one of the coolest things I love is his chest has the, like, kind of triangular flame pattern, but it's from the cloak. Like, we never actually see the flames. We just see, like, that triangle pattern. And I think that's a really cool touch. There, There's a lot of mystery going on with this. And I love that when the other bot shows up, who they never name, the the villagers all ask, is, like, is this, like, is this, like, from the stories as if they've heard tales of giant robots before in the past, and I'm going to take a wild guess and be like, Cybertronians have visited here before, before Rodimus did. You know, there were a lot of them. And that's going to play into why Rodimus is killing them all. Because if I had to venture a guess as to what's going on and why Rodimus does this, it's because, as we've seen through multiple iterations, it's Cybertronians bring the war to every planet they inhabit. And they end up causing, you know, mayhem. And I want to believe that Rodimus is just outright killing all these Cybertronians, being like, you know, we can't keep bringing the war here. And I'm just going to murder the rest of my race because we do nothing but fight. Mm-hmm.
1: That yeah. would be,
2: yeah. I mean, that's that's a conclusion I'm coming to here. But this book was just, it was really, really good. I love it all. I love the setup. I love me a good sci-fi western. <laughs> like seriously it is one of my favorite genres that does not get enough love and we're we're kind of doing it here and this looks great and I gotta mention like the next bot to show up on the planet is Moon from Beast Wars 2nd that's a weird pull that's a really yeah. weird pull <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> I'm excited to see where this goes I am thoroughly intrigued and just ready to see what we keep
1: doing alright Daryl what did you think
0: uh well I'll start at the end because uh, you know, Dr. Pants just mentioned it. When uh when it was revealed that the, 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 the craft at the end carrying uh that new bot was Moon, I was like, Oh shit, I got that toy. So I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> Number one Beast Wars fan on the <laughs> hey, podcast hey, hey. over here. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right.
0: I uh I really like the fact that they didn't uh they didn't mention like this this other bot that fought Rodimus, who, who he was in my mind, as I was reading it, I was like, who is he, who is he? And then they, he died. So it doesn't matter. He's a red shirt. He just, you know, he's, he's there to, to, to expose Rodimus really. Like that's the, uh, you know, that's his, his lot in life at the, at the start of it, I'm going to start right at the beginning with, um, you know, the, the meeting of, of Sib. There's a, there's a panel at the start where, Uh, She's tending to her horse things um, and there's standing out in front of this, uh, this doctor's office. The doc, the sign for the doctor's office is, is written in, in not, in not art from, for this book. It was like, it's obviously put, put in post uh, like post edits. So it, it pulled me immediately out. It's like me noticing the uh the Autobot or Decepticon stamps. So like with the second line of that it says physician and surgeon and the 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 lowercase y and the lowercase g actually fall behind the second the second sign which has nothing on it. Um so I just I looked at that and I was like wait a minute. This doesn't look right, and to be, yes,
2: to be fair, that's not a sign. That's an awning because it's it's stretching out in front of it. So that's why they dip behind it because of the perspective.
0: Gotcha. All right, but it's still written really strangely, and I, I noticed uh, that it,
2: now that you pointed it out. So now I can't
0: not see it. Uh, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to ruin books. Um, <laughs> I, I love the fact that uh, this is a uh, turn of the century town or world they are going from you know a western to a modern age by you know with uh, with the discovery of of steam power and and this, that stuff and internal combustion like you said I, I i love that aspect so you know this is a character our main character is dealing with you know trying to keep things the way they are um not really fond of change i think that's part of what uh, a line in the book is that they she doesn't really like change and and the world is around her is changing quite a bit. There's not a really a lot to to know about the uh, the the mysterious bot that kind of crash lands. It's a no name bot, like I mentioned. But uh, Rodimus being a cart is very cool. That's uh, an interesting choice. It's something that would require the the character to you know to put out very little energy and still exist. So he could put himself in kind of like a like a a low low power mode and just kind of be be a cart all the time and sounds like he's probably been a cart for a a very very long time because nobody has known he's been that been there so i think that's very interesting the story in and of itself is a very good story i assume that i mean at the end of the book we've been left that you know rodimus is now leaving this town because he's been exposed I highly doubt that we've seen the end of this like the last of this town and, and Rodimus is probably gonna come back because Moon's on its way to uh to the town. I liked it. The art is fantastic. It's, it's very uh very dynamic. It's, it's just it's told very well. The fight scene is great. You know, lots of lots of action in the in the fight scene. There's a there's an awful lot of exposition. This is a a brand new world, and we're we're being Uh, thrust into it with no knowledge of it so there's an awful lot of exposition to get through and uh, you really are all you're really told through is is through the the lens of of this this main character um so i'm really happy with uh, with this issue this first issue and what is it four or five issues is, is what this is i think it's four that's what i thought so this is gonna be really fast. And I mean obviously I just showed it off in, in the Toys show this week, but I've got the second issue already. I haven't read it, um, but I've got it already. And you know, we're gonna be, you know, hitting this this series pretty quickly and uh, before we know it we're gonna be done. And it's it's it hit the ground running. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty pretty impressed with the with the way it started. You know, Nick Roche, he knows what he's doing. I'm very happy with how it started.
1: Yeah. And and I should point out, I think I think we mentioned this uh, in previous shows talking about the series is that each of these issues is 30 pages instead of the normal 20 pages. So they do have an extra 10 pages of content in each comic. So it's like getting, I guess, um, a six issue series basically uh, packed into four issues. So so I I think that's great. I think that it's, it's great that they gave him the extra space to tell this story.
0: Is that count? So, is that counted as comic pages, like actual story pages? Because there's, you know, there's yes. all these, these all these diagram pages and, and and stuff like that too. Plus the additional cover pages, uh, you know, that they show off in the back. So, you know, yeah,
1: no, it, it is thir- thirty pages of story story pages. That's why they're the the books are six dollars instead of four dollars because they have right a, a half is half a fifty percent more pages basically. All right. All the back matter is extra. Like, they don't they don't count those as, as part of the story pages. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. Looking forward to this series and uh, seeing where things go.
2: I just want to point out one more thing. I think it's nice that, you know, I mean, I know it's only the first issue, but it feels like you can jump into this without having read the normal Transformers book or anything else. It's just kind of like, if you know Transformers, you can just read it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So I hope that keeps going like that.
1: Yeah, when when this uh, if if we get a chance to talk to Nick, uh, you know, after uh, you know a little bit maybe later in this year, talk when the series is done, I want to ask him why he picked Rodimus as the main character, because you know it could it could be any character, you know, could be this last, I guess, I mean, I, I I guess it would probably be an Autobot, the last Autobot, basically the last surviving Autobot, but why would why Rodimus as opposed to you know anybody else? So, I'm curious what his thoughts are there. All right, uh, that's our review of Last Bot Standing. So, let's move on to Transformers Media News.
0: All right, in Media News this week, uh, just a couple things. Uh, the Mar- Sunbow and Marvel script story- slash storyboard archives. Uh, they now have access to the storyboards for the g1 episode city of steel and that is the episode where uh, optimus prime is captured disassembled and then reassembled parts of him anyway as a uh, alligator or alicon so Alligatorcon, i guess is the uh, proper word um so yeah so that's the uh, if you've like that episode it's one of the worst animated uh, in all of the series um but uh you know it's still you know the story's still there uh but if you wanted to check out like the uh, the script and storyboards and stuff like that you can you know head on over through the link on the show notes and, and check take a look at that um there it's really interesting to get you know to see these things in the uh in their storyboard form so yeah it's cool we talked about it here a, a couple weeks ago i think is that uh The 2007 live-action movie uh, is coming back to theaters uh, for its 15-year anniversary. It's hard to believe it's been 15 years, but uh, yeah, it has. And that is going to be taking place on July 10th and 14th, and it's through Fathom Events, uh, as uh, they have been doing with the, the 86 movie, so... Uh there is a link in the show notes that you can follow for this and take a look and uh find out where you can go to see this thing back in the theaters again. From what I understand, I have not tried to find it anywhere, but uh it is only being done in the US. So yeah, and that's unfortunate.
1: So and one of the one of the dates is the Sunday of TFCon. Yeah, Toronto.
0: I mean, if you're if you're in the US and you are you know nowhere near uh, the border of Canada and you can't get to, you know, Toronto for TFCon. Then uh, you know, take yourself out to the theaters and, and see a Transformers movie. Uh, it's uh, the next best thing, I guess. Yeah, it's uh it's it's not happening anywhere else in uh in the world except for some of the some theaters in the states, but there is a link in the show notes where you can go and check out type in your your zip code and 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 find out if uh, there's a theater near you that's showing it. And then lastly, we've got, uh, two items that are from, are, are related because they're talking about Transformers Rise of the Beasts and they are talking about, uh, some merchandise that has hit the market and are showing off new designs for Bumblebee and Optimus. So we've got a, so the first one is a pair of light up slipper boots, uh, then, uh, Autobot pajamas and uh, high top tab shoes. I don't know what a tab shoe is. I know what high tops are. Whatever. They're all for kids, obviously, and they all feature Optimus and uh, Bumblebee from the Rise of the Beast uh, movie. And in their new, in their new uh, modes. So, are there new robot modes? So, if you wanted to take a look and see what they are going to look like, surprise, surprise. They look like live action movies uh, or what they d- looked like in the live action movie franchise. So um, not really that different. Uh, Optimus tends to look like his uh, um, CG animation model from the first like seven minutes of the Bumblebee movie. So that the best part of that movie, he, uh, he looks pretty good uh, there. Um, and uh, Bumblebee uh, kind of looks like uh, what he looked like in the 07 movie. So the old style Camaro there
2: it's kind of like a cross between that and the prime version. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a bit cleaner than the Oh seven one. Yeah. Cause I can definitely, I can definitely pick out some car parts. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but so I feel like they crossed it a little bit with the prime version, which isn't bad. It looks a little cleaner. It's
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, that's, uh, that's about it. So I, I feel like we're going to be getting a lot of this because we're still not, we're not getting that, that movie for another year. So, we're gonna get a whole hell of a lot of this, and I have a, a worry that we're we're probably gonna know the entire movie uh, before we actually see this damn thing. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean they've they've got all because all this merchandise was in the pipeline, ready to go for this year until they delayed the movie. Yeah, so. it,
0: this month too, wasn't it? It was
1: for yeah. June of yeah. this month,
0: this year. Yeah. So, all this other stuff's on schedule. They just screwed it all up by delaying the movie a year.
1: Sure you can you can find a warehouse with all this stuff and and someone can sneak in there and get pictures and leak it all online.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, I guess so. Anyway, that's it for media news. Okay, that's it for media
1: news and we will finish up the show with convention news.
2: And for convention news this week, Transformers artist Andrew Griffith is going to be at TFCon Toronto this coming month, July. Um, he'll have prints. He'll be taking in a couple of commissions and whatnot. So uh if you'd like a commission from Andrew, look him up because if you can get ahead to him ahead of time, you can probably get your commission in then. He's only gonna take a few, so there you go. But if you can't get one in, he'll have Prince. He did a lot of great work on robots in disguise and a lot of other Transformers books. He's a great guy too. Go say hi to him. He's fun to talk to and he's got some amazing work.
0: And need I remind everyone of the unreal batman sketch cover that he did for me in december absolutely amazing
2: so you, you do need remind me i actually forgot about that
0: <laughs> i will i will post a picture and i will uh, i will link it in, on my twitter and i will point you at it so yeah it is it is unfreaking believable he he went uh went above and beyond i think but yeah he's uh he's a very very talented artist so yeah uh load this guy up with commissions because yeah he uh he can do some really amazing stuff and give him some but that's not uh, transformers because he can really he can really knock it out even some is not robots
1: yeah he can do it all yep he's an awesome artist yeah i mean and you can see we'll link to his commissions page. Uh, And he has a bunch of samples of his work from previous uh, commissions and you can see how talented he is. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, we end the show by thanking our... uh, giving a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrion's uh, those are the folks who contribute to our, uh, our donate at the highest level at the highest tier. So we really appreciate them. And that's why we give them a shout out in every episode. So thank you once again to John Forex X and demon tech 82. You guys are awesome. And Dr. Pants, you are also awesome. So thanks again for hanging out with us and tell everyone where they can find your stuff online.
2: You guys are also awesome because you have me on here. And I love to have an outlet for talking about robots because I love robots. But you can find me and my nerd friends doing the Nurseredamus thing at Nurseredamus.com. We're mostly on the Nurseredamus YouTube page. As usual, we do fun videos about video gaming, music videos, and we stream. Come join me and my co-host Lambo as we stream every Friday around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sometimes we start earlier. If you're in this Discord, I I post it in the Discord. When we go up, it's in the gaming one, so keep your eye open. Join us. We love to chit-chat.
1: All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Okay, got it? Yes. Got it. Yay.
2: Definitely worked this time.
1: <laughs> Hi, everyone. And Daryl. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dr.
0: Yeah, pants, that's you. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Let me... Uh... Okay, I'm ready. Let me... uh do, 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 do.